Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Joe and Joe Weather Show on this Monday night, the 12th of July. And the Joe and Joe Weather Show brought to you by Wholesale Holiday Lighting by Giannini, your complete holiday lighting specialist meeting all your decorating needs, uh, whether you want to get your home decorated or maybe, just maybe, uh, you want to do this as a business. Give them a call at 631-957. What, what happened here? Uh, sorry about that. There we go. 631-957-5106. They're at 162 Ocean Avenue in Lindenhurst, right in the heart of Long Island, uh, southwest Suffolk County. And the website is LI Holiday Lighting. Dot com. So uh, now that now that you've let go, uh, well, you just said on the on the <laughs> promo there, do when you have to do your business, <laughs> and you did, and you certainly did. And I did. <laughs> Paul Roman starts no, off. I just, I just did. I just did a library talk, and uh, we had a lot of questions and answers. I started from seven o'clock. Up until literally like two or three minutes before eight thirty, right. And toward the end of the talk, I need I needed to take care of myself. Yeah, you had to go to this. You had to go to the sandbox. I had to go. Had to go to the sandbox. So uh, you started the show off, and I got back here and. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, you know, it's that sense of relief. Paul Roman yes. starts off uh, uh, generously uh, super chatting tonight. Thank you so much, Paul. Most appreciated. Uh, thanks for all we do, he says, and uh, enjoying all the severe thunderstorms that uh, we've predicted. Kind of a, um, a little bit strange today in a sense that you had some thunderstorms that developed in North Jersey that hit Passaic in Bergen County particularly hard. Uh, tornado warning, flash flood warning, etc. Then there was sort of a gap. You had some storms that developed in central Jersey over along 195, and they kind of came and went. And then you had some storms that formed in southeastern Pennsylvania, Joe, near in and around Philadelphia that sat there for hours. There were places that got uh, five to seven inches of rain put down in a really short period of time. A lot of lightning strikes. One of my regulars, uh, Greg Cariga, was messaging me saying that uh, there was a lot of lightning action all over the place, and he could see that there were strikes that strikes that happened uh, very close to him. But uh, kind of odd, the frontal boundary set up right across Long Island, just north of New York City, just north of the Jersey-New York State state line, and kind of meanders its way westward. I'll show you. We'll bring up the surface map on it in just a second. Uh, but it looks like we'll probably have some more opportunities for showers and storms as we move through this week because there's uh, a lot of tropical air, a lot of weather, you know, weak weather systems, weak troughs moving through. It'll uh, keep us busier on some days and less so on others. Absolutely. And if you remember yesterday when we were talking about uh, the Storm Prediction Center and their uh, forecast for tomorrow, Tuesday, they pretty much cut off any kind of significant activity for the immediate tri-state area. And I was just saying, and I, again, I'm not, a, I'm not a severe weather expert, but I said, in my humble opinion, it appeared to me that if the front was going to be as close to us as what had been uh, forecast, that there should have been a more, a, a greater swath covering our area 
for not only thunderstorms, but maybe possibly even severe thunderstorms. And indeed, when I looked at the day two outlook now for tomorrow, it uh, changed considerably over what we were looking at for day three yesterday. Well, and uh, I agree with that front so near to us for the next uh, few days. We're going to have to be dealing with this in one way, shape or form or one type of variety or another for the next few days uh, in terms of potential for heavy downpours, uh, lightning strikes, uh, possibly even tornadic activity. We saw a tornado warning pop up in parts of Rockland and Orange County just before seven o'clock, Joe. Don't no. know what happened in, in that 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 uh, region, but uh, um, but get you know get ready because this is going to be the story I think for uh, the next several days. Well, Joe, you know they they watch this show religiously. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I have it on. I have it on very good authority. Um, in fact. Uh, yesterday afternoon when they updated their outlooks, uh, lo and behold, their forecast for, for Tuesday changed. Um, uh, um, coincidence? Could be. Uh, I'll leave it open <laughs> to that very small possibility that it was coincidence. But uh, uh, still a little busy on the radar. Why don't we just let, let's, let's start off with that tonight uh, and uh, take a look at what's going on. Uh, it was uh, it was a, a active a more active a little while ago. Uh, seems to have uh, calmed down just a little bit. Uh, hang on one second while I bring the window up. And there we go. Da 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 da. There we are. So um, there you have it. I, I mean, it really does look like at this point that the thunderstorms have kind of passed peak. There are actually two tornado warnings up right now in the northeastern corner of Pennsylvania. Uh, there's a tornado warning, almost part of it looks like it might even be in Sullivan County, unless you take a look at that. And then there's another one uh, further to the west in northern Pennsylvania, uh, west of I, west of 81, well west of 81. So let's, um, let me take a look and see what the weather service is doing here. Let's go to Tornado HQ. Uh, very good site that uh, you can get all your severe weather. Uh, put down in uh, one page, uh, and it's, it's from all around the country. So uh, at the moment, uh, at least according to, okay, so th that radar is a little bit behind all those tornado warnings. Uh, one was in uh, Bradford County in Pennsylvania, uh, tornado warning. Uh, the next the, uh, tornado warning also for Del was in Delaware and Wayne County, one in New York, one in PA. Uh, Bradford County again, and Susquehanna Wayne County again. Uh, these all expired uh, in uh, just a short time ago. Uh, so uh, very busy. And then there were a few others. Uh, here's the one. This was at 614 for Bergen, Passaic, Orange, and Rockland. Uh, this was a. It wasn't a, a, a sighting. It was uh, off the radar. So they uh, they said that it was a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado. So that's why that warning went up and yeah definitely a very you know busy evening but you had to you had to be in the wrong place uh, at the wrong time uh, this time around long island getting cut off from severe weather the hudson valley uh, east of the river yes christianpedia christianpedia says on the chat board i haven't seen a single drop all day lol yeah <laughs> um, and and here's here's the reason why uh, take a look at this surface map um, this was the this was the map plotted at five o'clock this afternoon. Look where the front is. The front actually cuts across Long Island on a diagonal. 
uh, and there's a low analyzed right over New York City. So north and east of there, everybody's got a northeast wind. It was in the in the low 70s across Connecticut. It was in the 60s uh, in Massachusetts and up in Vermont and New Hampshire. I mean, you know, this is cool marine air thanks to this high that was building in Maine. We talked about this yesterday. I would have thought that you know this is where Joe, this is where forecasting is is tough. When you're you're forecasting for your area, what if that stationary front were twenty to thirty miles further to the north? And I, I think that that was maybe what SPC anticipated today when they had the slight risk as far north as they did. Um, the frontal boundary is probably a shade further south than what was forecast. And of course, if you happen to be living in that area. Uh, you got to, you know, it, it, it makes it a forecast nightmare. The boundary runs across northern Pennsylvania, which sort of explains why we're seeing severe weather up uh, in that region uh, from the west of the Catskills. Uh, this this boundary tomorrow is going to be lining up north-south, I think, down the Hudson River to New York City to off the New Jersey coast, which kind of explains why the Storm Prediction Center uh, for tomorrow, uh, bring up that map here, and here we go. This is for Tuesday. So if you look at where they have the risk tomorrow, uh, the and now they've added a slight risk in eastern <clears throat> Pennsylvania. I, I I mentioned earlier that they might do this, but uh, go east of New York City, east of the Hudson River tomorrow. Uh, into uh, Connecticut, Vermont, New Hampshire. That's only general thunderstorms. And in fact, in southeastern New England, uh, eastern Connecticut, Rhode Island, eastern Massachusetts, and most of coastal Maine, uh, no thunderstorms are being forecast. So that that's the uh, that that's going to be the the marine air uh, try, trying to wedge in. I'm trying to remember. I seem to remember. I'm not sure if there was actually a toy. Or whether or not uh, this is from a from a from a sitcom, and for whatever reason, I, I, I I'm hearing the voice of Sheldon Leonard uh, when when I'm I'm thinking about this loopy doopy. Um, th that's the best way to describe this front, Joe. Is kind of like a loopy doopy front. Yeah. Where again, you're not really sure at any given moment where it's looping or dooping <laughs> for for any one given area. Who's going to be on which side of the front? What kind of weather you're going to get from it? But it appears that, uh, according to uh, the folks over at the Weather Prediction Center, they want to take this front with a little wave on it and just lift it north and east out of our area by Wednesday morning. I'm not sure if that's entirely going to be possible or entirely is going to be true, because there's usually a tendency that these things don't lift out quite as quickly as you think they're going to. But supposedly, this will lift out either by Wednesday morning or during the day Wednesday and will place us in a really humid and very tropical type air mass with, uh, again, uh, the continued potential of uh, heavy downpours or drownpours, if you will. And uh, that's that's the key is the movement, like we just saw, as you mentioned, down toward Philadelphia today. Right. If these things pop up and don't move very quickly and stick around for a while, or you could have a situation where everything is moving. But unfortunately, it's moving all in the same direction. A training event, uh, you, you can end up with uh, quite a bit of rain in a, in a very short interval of time. And this is the kind of a setup, what we're into right now, what we're stuck in right now, that we're going to be uh, looking at for quite a few days to come. That's good. That, that pretty much explains, by the way, they got marginal risk uh, for Wednesday. Um, 
up and down from Vermont, New Hampshire, and northeastern New York all the way down into northeastern Virginia, and they shift the marginal risk line is across, cuts Long Island in half, cuts Connecticut in half, cuts Massachusetts in half, cuts New Hampshire in half. Um, also, just don't want to leave out some of the other areas that, that are seeing some uh, severe weather risk today. Uh, and uh, one such area is down in western Florida, although there's not that much that really popped up on the radar, uh, at least so far. Uh, marginal risk that kind of snakes northward up through the Ohio and Tennessee Valley and also down in the southwest where there's going to be increasing uh, thunderstorm activity as we go through this week. A lot of this area is under a severe drought and this, the, the uh, rains are going to be substantial uh, over the course of the next seven days. So that's that's at least some good news for them. And of course, they've been dealing with that heat wave, which continued today. But that should start to wane a bit as we move through uh, the rest of the week. And then for tomorrow, uh, the uh, other risk areas include the uh, Central Plains, the Western Lakes, uh, on uh, up nosing into the Northern Rockies, and also you see it there uh, in the Southwest. And back to day three, uh, we're looking at a fairly large area of uh, marginal to slight risk in the upper Mississippi Valley with general thunderstorms going back out uh, to the West. After that, they kind of, you know, they really don't show anything in their long range. Uh, I, I think this is, you know, we're kind of in a time of year where you sort of have to wait till you get within two or three days to really figure out. Uh, nothing really stands out obvious at this point when you go in the long range. Uh, it, it, it's uh, it, it's more of a day to day thing. I, I think that's probably the best. But I think that's the best way to, uh, to to approach it. Meanwhile, take a look at what I'm dealing with. Now, I'm I'm north of this. Uh, the radar, let's give it a quick refresh in the southeast. And uh, you'll notice that uh, there is a rather large area of rain and thunderstorms that have now moved north of Atlanta and heading up into north Georgia. And some of that rain has been significant. Uh, it uh, runs east uh, into South Carolina toward the Columbia. On that, that northern fringe is some really strong storms there. And... At the rate they're moving, they'll probably be here in a couple of hours, which means they're probably going to keep me up late. And by the way, uh, Joe, I have still, still, not only did I not hit 90 today, I think I might have gotten to 80 this morning. Um, we've been getting off and on showers and thunderstorms here in the afternoon and evening, and it has kept things relatively um, bear uh, pretty bearable, actually. Uh, at times, uh, when it rains out uh, up here, it gets down into the upper 60s, which feels really good. I have not. I have so far. I've I've enjoyed quite a, 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 a quite a nice summer here, at least from the standpoint of temperatures. Well, beware! There's still August. <laughs> oh yeah, and and also and, and, and here's also September, and 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 maybe and of even, also, and even the first part of October. Now you're planning you're planning to come back for a short while in August, aren't you? For uh, I will be off the week. Be yeah, I have to get my teeth cleaned. <laughs> um, no, really, I come up. You'll to probably. Get, I come up to get my teeth cleaned. Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be coming up uh, the week before Labor Day, and I may stay the week after Labor Day too. So there might be a might be a two week window in there while, while that I'm up. And that'll be the two week, and that'll be the two week window where. Extreme heat and oppressive humidity will cover much of the southeast, 
including your area, and you'll be totally away. You'll you'll get like ten or twelve days of heat and humidity, and then when it's time for you to go back, that's when oh Joe's coming back. Yeah, it exactly. goes away again. So. All right, seven-day rainfalls here. Uh, in uh, again, a lot of what you see is convectively driven, uh, and some places are going to wind up with three, four, five inches of rain. Other places are going to wind up with much less. But you see how it's kind of spread out uh, over about everywhere east of the Rockies. Actually, is going to be dealing with some sort of convective stuff in the next seven days, uh, and that includes Florida. It's a big dry area in Texas, but also you see the Southwest some. Um, Big rainfall amounts of several uh, or more inches streaming up into Arizona and western New Mexico. So, uh, again, the southwest, which has been in a drought, uh, getting, um, you know, hopefully this will play out. In the meantime, the west coast, up and down the west coast from Washington down all the way to California, southern California is, um, is bone dry. By the way, speaking of rain, take a look at this graphic that I'm going to pull up this I, I I set it to 14 days so this this is the rainfall that we've seen here in the Northeast in the last two weeks uh, there are a couple of patches there in Southwest Connecticut northeastern Connecticut of 10 to 15 inches uh, in the last two weeks and a very very large swath everything in yellow is at least two the the uh, the, uh, the brownish yellow before you get into the greens that's all at least two so just about everybody, from uh, Eastern Virginia, actually, if we want to even extend this down, I'll go down into North Carolina. Uh, but you, you see, just about everybody in the eastern in the eastern half of the United States has gotten at least two inches of rain in the last 14 days, and quite a few areas of geography um, have gotten at least five inches of rain. Uh, most of Central and South Jersey. Uh, Long Island, not all of Long Island, but a good chunk of, Na of, of Nassau and West Suffolk, New York City, uh, the lower Hudson Valley, Northeast New Jersey, almost all of Connecticut, all of Massachusetts, uh, going back to about Albany. So solid, solid rainfalls. And by the way, these numbers do not include what has fallen. Uh, this is only through this morning. So nothing that's happened today is part of this. So we'll take a look at what this looks like tomorrow. But the rainfall here in the last couple of weeks has been um, quite impressive. I'll tell you what, and I don't know if it's not, because we have not seen an exceptional amount of rainfall here where I live. No, you're in a hole but on the this fact map. Is, yeah. You're like, you're, you're like, in the, you're been, like on the three inch zone. Yeah, only three inches. But the thing is, is that it has been so very humid here in the last 10 or 12 days. And I don't know if I, I'm, I'm supposing that the grass, for example, my, my front lawn, I mean, I did a, I, I worked on it both Friday and Saturday already. Now it's Monday already. I think it looks shaggy. It's, it's, it's grown so much just over the last two or three days. Uh, Renata's tomato plants, they were just little, you know, sprouts like two, you know, like two, three weeks ago. The damn things now are like, six feet high already in some nice. cases. <laughs> I mean, like everything is growing so well, actually that's an, a, that's an exaggeration. The sticks that I hope put her in, uh, put, put in for her, which she ties, uh, the, 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 uh, the plant, the vine onto, right. uh, they're about six or seven feet high. They, but, but the, the tomato plants themselves have grown so much in just such a short period of time. It has to be because the air is just so humid. Oh, sure. It's, it's crazy. 
Oh, sure. You I actually sweat just by stepping outside. I actually have tomatoes on the vine that are uh, almost ready to go. Uh, they're, they're starting to ripen. Uh, I got six of them. Uh, and I only have one tomato plant that I planted in a big pot on my porch because uh, it's I have a lot of trees where I am. So it's I, I, I and also the soil is very, is a very heavy clay soil. So I really need a, <clears throat> a, a tiller to kind of bring up the ground a little bit. And I decided that I wasn't doing that. <laughs> so I just I put everything in big pots and uh, that worked out fine, out fine. But yeah. Uh, the dew points have been ridiculous. If you look, uh, you know, day after day now, how many days in a row have we, we've, uh, we're, we're at the point where we're getting 70, dew, uh, 70 degree dew points or, or higher almost every single day uh, in the last, uh, in, at least in the last seven days. I mean, I honestly looking, and again, you take this with a grain of salt because I'm going out now past 200 hours on the GFS. But honestly, if you take all of this at face value, the next time we're going to get any kind of a, a decent airflow from Canada with lower humidity around here may not be until about the middle of next week. And until and, and to get that, we may have to go through some kind of a trough of uh, an upper level trough or even a closed off. How many? I can't believe we're in the throes of summer. And this looks like, like, like it's going to be like the third or fourth time that we're going to have, according to the GFS, a closed system. Yeah, uh, two or three cutoff. Uh, I, I, I got the, the northeast United States. I, I'm looping the. I'm looping it right now. This trough was supposed to just come through and bring another one of those nice shots of lower humidity when we were looking at this a day or two ago, you know, yesterday. Uh, and of course, on the very next run, it changed. And now, uh, I, I didn't look at the European yet, but now if you look at the GFS. You know, the trough comes down over the weekend and stretches. Uh, most of the energy goes out, you see it there, east of James Bay and just kind of flies out across Labrador. The bottom of the trough just stretches out. And yeah, I mean, it forms a cutoff low. And we saw, yeah, this is probably the third time this has happened in the last five weeks. Uh, we we uh, saw something like this actually happen going into the 4th of July weekend. Uh, but you got a uh, you know this upper low that's dropping down and cutting off in central Pennsylvania and it, it, it's going to take a couple of days to get this out of the way. You know, this is this is going to be problematic in terms of uh, uh, of the weekend forecast and and early next week. You could get a frontal boundary to stall stall and, and waves moving along it that are going to bring more rain, uh, more rain here if this verifies. And the ground is so saturated. I mean, you know, it, 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 there's just so much moisture, and that, that's going to you know. You get any kind of a strong wind event, that's going to any tree that is, you know, weakened by that uh, extremely moist soil, that, that, that tree is going to come down because of all the. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know what? Flash flood watches are going to be a regular thing on any days that we're going to have uh, any hint of uh, other than pop up storms. Uh, if there's any hint of widespread activity, those flash flood watches are going to go up uh, almost automatically. And uh, if, if we take a look, by the way, uh, out uh, in uh, on the GFS on the whole upper air, you know, you start off with this heat ridge in the southwest and a ridge off the east coast. Now, this is one of the we just got basically. It, it look at this. It's just a it's just a, a deep tropical flow coming up, you know, straight from the from the southwest Atlantic up the eastern seaboard with troughing, you know, in the middle. And then you've got this, you know, big heat ridge that's sitting down in the southwest, 
you know, Canada's, you know, the jet stream in Canada is well to the north. And, and notice the heat ridge in the west kind of flattens out later this week. And that's good news for those folks. Um, here in the east, uh, still leaving a little bit of ridging here too. The ridge kind of flattens out, but the trough never really comes all the way down. And you get this cutoff that forms. And then after it lifts out, if this is correct, after it lifts out, which would be sometime later Monday or early Tuesday, then we probably could get a couple of days of lower, you know, lower dew points uh, Wednesday and Thursday of next week before that trough pulls out. And then another ridge builds in the southeastern part of the United States. So, yeah, it, it, it's if you're looking for, if, if you're looking for some relief that lasts more than a couple of days, you, you've got you've got a long wait ahead of you. Yes, in fact, on the GFSX, this is the tabular extended outlook of the GFS that takes us all the way out to a week from tomorrow. Uh, they give uh, um, numbers for temperature and for probability of, uh, of rain and, and, and whatnot. They have dew point numbers. And I did, and, and there are 15, there's, there's a row now, 15 different dew point projection figures from now until a week from tomorrow morning. And the average of the 15 for the New York area, for New York City, 66.53. In other words, it's going to be right there, right in the middle of the muggy regime. Thankfully, you know, not in the 70s, but still humid enough, enough to make it uh, rather uncomfortable for a very long stretch of time. And as you just said, Joe, maybe by about, well, a week from tomorrow morning, we just might see a, uh, the beginnings of a break in the pattern of unending 60 plus uh, dew point temperatures. It actually drops a week from tomorrow on the tabular readings here to 59, if that's much of a change or much of a break. But it's the best we can be promised uh, over the next uh, over the next seven days or so. Well, 59 would be a gift, uh, actually. I, I got yes. I have the uh, surface with the rainfall, so uh, the, uh, the eastern part of the U.S. is just going to continue to deal with these showers and storms from day to day. This is not what the radar is supposed to look like. I, I'm using this version because uh, you can see the isobars better here, the, the tropical tidbits uh, on, on this this uh, this uh, map. Uh, the isobars show up better. And you see the problem for tomorrow with that high over Nova Scotia, and you've got that ocean flow into New England and into into Long Island. Uh, that is the reason why the severe weather is set up the way it is. Uh, if you look here for tomorrow evening, your high is sitting over Nova Scotia, so your frontal boundary is kind of like this. Uh, coming down New York State, across Long Island, I may actually have it a little bit for too far to the east, but you get the idea. And so the showers and storms tomorrow, Jersey, westward, Pennsylvania. Uh, you can also see showers and storms down through Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, down to me, uh, into Mississippi, uh, over Florida. Then the next wave, as, as we move into Wednesday, Joe, it looks like the warm front, at least on the GFS, wants to go far enough north. Uh, we'll see if that's the case. If it is, it's going to be a, a hot, humid day with thunderstorms again, afternoon and evening. Thursday might be the one day where thunderstorm activity will be at a minimum because we're kind of in a southwest flow and doesn't look like we have any upper troughs coming through. And then as that next trough drops down from Canada, it kind of lines up Saturday morning just to our north. 
and then it just sort of sinks just to our south by Saturday evening, and then you got wave after wave that goes by, and it's not until the third wave, Monday night and Tuesday, that you, when that goes by, then Wednesday into Thursday, you get what looks like some reasonable improvement. And the thickness actually dropped, the 564 thickness, if this is correct, drops down into southern Delaware. So that would, let's, let me see what the dew point map looks like with this. That ought to be interesting. Let's see. Well, this is like next Friday, by the way. Let's see what the dew points are. Oh, look at this, Joe. They got, they got dew points in the 50s all the way down into southern Virginia by Friday uh, next Friday morning. It actually, it actually drops off before that. Um, Thursday, let me go back a couple of days here. Come on, maps, load. Now, you're talking about not this Friday, but the following Friday. Uh, yeah, no, the following Friday, correct. Actually, the, um, the dew points actually start to drop as early as next, start to drop a bit next later next Monday and Monday night. But the, uh, you have to wait for that last wave to go by. Uh, so you start to get into dew points in the 50s and kind of keeping them in the 50s um, beginning Wednesday night and then lasting into Friday of next week. Or even into Saturday of next week, the dew points are looking pretty good. So th there's your there's your stretch of relief um, that lasts um, uh, you know three days if this, this run of the GFS is correct. Well, uh, hopefully that'll that'll uh, transpire here in our family. We have a big uh, big weekend, not this weekend, but the following weekend. We're going to finally have all of the wedding festivities that were put off a year for my son and my daughter-in-law uh, happen um, out on Long Island. And it would be nice to have some comfortable weather after this, this long stretch of oppressiveness. Um, you, you don't want to have the humidity and especially you don't want to have the heat. Oh, listen, uh, if that verifies, you're going to have, you're going to have really a decent day. Uh, decent humidity. But, I, but I, they, it's their day or their weekend. Oh, I know, but, but you're, it's I know, Joe. It's important that you're comfortable. Yes. You know. Yes, I'm comfortable. <laughs> the, the bride and the groom have to be there. Okay. So, you know, you have to be comfortable. So you, uh, uh, you yes. are comfortable. Uh, by the way, the tropics, and this is not a surprise, uh, folks. We're in. If you look back statistically over many years. Uh, there's a stretch in the month of July. In June, uh, you have a little bump up in activity because of the fact that you still get these uh, systems that come down from the north and sometimes they cut off the east coast. And, and we saw that happen with Tropical Storm Bill. Uh, so, so June actually uh, statistically is probably a shade more active than the first few weeks of July. Uh, the activity starts to rev up toward the last 10 days of July, but for the first 20 days of the month, most of the time it's quiet. So Elsa was an aberration from that respect. And right now there are a couple of tropical waves running around the Atlantic. There's also a couple of upper lows. In fact, there's a big upper low in the central Atlantic. You see it right in the middle of the picture. Uh, that's kind of dominating the flow out there. So as long as that upper low is out there, you're not going to get any kind of tropical cyclone development. And you have an upper low off the Florida coast. 
uh, that uh, was obvious on the other loop. This one's taken a while to, to, to finish loading its frames. Uh, but uh, we go to this picture, you can see the upper low that's off the, off the uh, southeast coast of the U.S. And that's actually generating a lot of the showers and thunderstorms uh, from uh, Georgia back westward. And so that's not going to develop into anything. On the far right of this picture, you see the big upper low, the very big upper low that's out in the Atlantic. And let's see if that other one has loaded all its frames. Nope, it hasn't. Um, I'm sure by the time the show is done, it will have loaded all its frames. Uh, but uh, you, as long as that those features are there, particularly the big upper low in the Central Atlantic, it, it, you're gonna it's gonna be very difficult to getting. There we go. Finally, um, it's gonna be very difficult to get any kind of tropical cyclone formation out of this. And Bill Rogers on the chat board is asking about what causes the soil to become acidic, and um, there are three. There are three things that can make uh, for an acidic soil. Bill, first, and the most common is that the organic matter that's in minerals break down in soil over time, and are acidic in nature. They make the soil acidic, and this is common uh, in places like uh, like peat bogs, pine forests. Um, another way that the soil can become acidic is by leaching due to excessive rainfall or or irrigation too much water. And that's certainly something that we have seen a lot of in this sector of the United States. Too much water results in key nutrients such as uh, potassium, calcium, magnesium, um, all being washed out or leached out from the soil. And another way that soil can become acidic is the use of high nitrogen synthetic fertilizers, which are usually ammonia-based and increases the acidity of the soil. So that is what causes acidic soil. I'd have to say that the second reason is the most likely for acidic soil here at this moment in time, which is excessive rainfall, because boy, we have certainly had our fair share of excessive rains. I don't think, Joe, we're going to be seeing the word drought anytime soon in, in, this, in this part of the United States. Yeah. And uh, also it makes your hydrangeas blue. Really? Yeah, if you want to change the that. color of the flowers of your hydrangeas, uh, just add, uh, you know, you get that miracle Grow acid um, the, uh, that you usually use for evergreens and that kind of thing. And if you put it, you know, in your the water it, 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 for your hydrangeas, uh, you can actually change the color of your flowers from whatever they are to, to blue. I learned that trick a long time ago. <laughs> we, well, you can also turn blue when it's thirty degrees below zero, but that's a different. Blue. Well, that's a different sort <laughs> of blue. There are all sorts of different. Yes. There are all sorts different sorts of blue that we can discuss on this show, but you know it is a family program, so uh, yes. we're not going to yes. go down those particular roads. By the way, I just want to, um, you know, just uh, condolences to uh, Chuck Cardillo, who's on the chat board tonight. He's had a loss in his family, and uh, we we uh, we wish him and his family well, and we send him our regards and our sympathies. And he's uh, he's on the board talking about it. So um, Joe and I want to acknowledge that Chuck is a big supporter of this show, uh, and uh, actually he and I, you know, he messages we message each other every day. So um, you know, all the best to your family, Chuck. Okay. Let's um, let's move to uh, let's do a little Briller Jeopardy uh, as uh, we take a look. This is I got the questions today in here somewhere. 
Oh, where are you? Oh, here they are. Um, we'll give those a chance to uh, show up. Nope, that's the wrong one. I clicked on the wrong, wrong one. Hang on a second. Patience, Joe. Patience. It's like technology, Joe. Technology. Here we go. By the way, uh, one thirty in Death Valley yesterday, and I don't think it got under a hundred at night, which you know begs the question: How do you live out there? I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. Um, all right. So uh, let's um, let's do Christmas in July is the theme of Briller Jeopardy uh, today. Uh, and uh, the first question is. Uh, for Mr. Rayo, since 1869 in La Parque, uh, de Centrale, uh, how many winters have had over 50 inches? And you must answer this within five. Oh. You know, I should know this because I've done so much research on uh, winters with, you know, three inches or less or that, that kind of thing. 50 inches. Hmm. In recent years, I it, well wait a minute now, fifty inches. I was thinking about that one year when we had a stretch that that stretch of forty inches where we had like four in a row, but this is fifty inches. Right. I will say, I don't think there'd be more than a third of them that have had fifty inches. I'll say, I'll say, uh, I'll say forty-one. I just uh, on behalf of Tom Seaver. I would have thought the number was higher. It's only eighteen. Eight or 18? 18. 18. Only 18 have wow. had over 50. Now, I bet you your number might have worked if we, if we used 40 instead of 50. But um, 18 is the, uh, is the number. And I know that number is higher for Long oh. Island. So, um, But 18 is it. Now, this next question, Joe, is almost impossible to guess. But if you do guess it correctly, you and Renata will have your driveway shoveled for the rest of your natural lives. And maybe, and, and maybe, and maybe even your unnatural lives. So, um, since since 1869, there has been only one instance where back-to-back -back winters received the exact amount of snow. Okay, guess the amount, and guess the years. And it, uh, I'll give it, it. It occurred sometime between 1900 and 1950. You know who would know this off the top of his head is Rob Friedelwitz, who does an amazing job with. Uh, but this is not the Joe and this is not the Joe and Ron show. This is the Joe and Joe show. <laughs> Rob, not Ron. Rob, I'm sorry. All right, all right. So what what was the question again? There's the, been there has been only one instance on consecutive years where you had back to back winters receiving the exact same amount of snow. So you have to guess the years, and then you have to guess the amount. Oh, that's that's crazy. Well, that's why he said it was almost impossible for 19, you to get. 1946 and 47, 62.77 inches. Well, it was 1915-16 and 1916-17. Both winters recorded 50.7 inches. Wow. That's two of those 18 well, winters where it went over 50. 
Um, okay, what was the lowest temperature last winter within two at, at uh, La Par? Oh, I'd say it was a modest low temperature. I'd say 22. 14. 14? 14. When did it get to 14 last winter? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. When you say last winter, you said the winter of 1920 or 2021? No, no, no. Uh, 20, uh, this, 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 this most recent winter, 2021. Oh, See, I'm thinking about 1920. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 2021. 14. Sorry. Yeah, um, yeah I would believe 14. Okay. And question four, and the final question is, how much snow fell in the park in February 2021 within three inches? Well, that was our big, that was our big month, wasn't it? Yes. Within three inches? Right. I'd say we went to, I'd say we went to town in, in February. I'll say... Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact amount for the for the February first storm, and then I know we had a couple of others that added on to that. I will say twenty six, twenty six, twenty six. Right. So you had to be within three. Okay. So twenty. So I guess I'm not going to get my 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 driveway shoveled. No, you're not going to get your driveway shoveled. <laughs> this time uh this time around by the way you just reminded me too let me check let's see what's going on uh in furnace california hang on one second where by the way um you know we've got heat advisories all over the place there so let's see if i could pull up what the, some of the current temperatures are i'm going to just bring up the actual station i'll put my little thing on death valley and at uh, so it's not so it's six p.m. there so six twelve at the visitor center at Furnace Creek Death Valley uh, the temperature is one hundred twenty two the dew point forty nine humidity nine percent a west southwest wind at two miles per hour and the heat index is actually lower than the temperature Joe it feels like it's one seventeen oh well. And <laughs> let's just see really quick. Uh, now, I just hit, you know, I love when you hit on a link. It's supposed to give me the three-day weather history. So let's bring up the three-day weather history. Did you say that was for the visitor center? Yes. Okay, so the visitor... I'm trying to imagine what... Go ahead. I'm trying to imagine what the visitor center looks like at Dent Valley. Yeah, I mean, I hope I, I hope it's air. Maybe they just have a ceiling fan. I don't know. 126 uh, was the high there today. I'm just looking at yesterday. The, now this is the visitor center. So 127 was the high yesterday. 127 the high the day before. Uh, let's let me see if there's a uh, uh, you know, multiple stations in Death Valley. Maybe there's like not so Death Death. Okay, so there's Death Valley, Death Valley Junction, Death Valley Junction Historic District, Death Valley Museum. So all these places have OBS. Let me try this one. Uh, Death Valley, California, INYO Canyon. No, it gives you the, the, the visitor center OB. Let's try again. Uh, Death Valley. Uh, let's go to the Death Valley Museum. Oh, God. What? 
blah, blah, blah. I'm reading an article here on the internet. This is from NBC 26 Green Bay. Right. Tourists flock to Death Valley for pictures with 130-degree thermometer reading. Oh, yeah, I did see something about that, yeah. I did see something about that. People do the strangest things, especially now with social media, because now they can get all sorts of attention by doing it. You know, what is it like to experience near 100? What is it like to experience near 130 degree heat and direct sunlight? As with most things these days, your iPhone knows used for less than 10 minutes in the oppressive heat of Death Valley. The phone shuts down with an urgent warning, quote, iPhone needs to cool down before you can use it. So does the <laughs> so does the human that's holding it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> My legs are burning, said Jenny, Jenny Carey of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, she said Tuesday outside the Furnace Creek Visitor Center, describing a sensation that feels like microscopic pinpricks coating your body. Ew. Ew. Yeah, no, that's an ew. The couple, the couple, I've now felt 127 degrees up to 40 degrees below, said Jenny's husband, Mike. They've, the couple drove their family here from Las Vegas after hearing about the record heat. In other words, they heard about the record heat and they drove specifically to be there. So they can stand in front of a stupid sign that says, Oh, we, they have lost Joe here temporarily. Just took a hit or net hit. Joe Harrington of Aurora, Illinois, who made the impromptu drive from Las Vegas. <laughs> well, people will do anything for attention. By the way, uh, the uh, inter uh, my internet's going unstable, so maybe those storms coming up from the south are getting closer. So let's uh, let's wrap it up and say goodbye. Thanks everybody for being here. Now tomorrow night, are we back to seven thirty tomorrow night? And then seven thirty, seven thirty, and then eight thirty on Wednesday. All right, Bill Rogers. Wants me to post a vid, a sound, a, a, a delicious, uh, the a vid. I don't have a video of it. I took pictures of it, uh, and, and it was incredibly delicious. It's it's very complicated. You know what? You got send me your email. Have somebody show you how to how to how to how to compose an email, and uh, send it to, to to send it send me an email so I have so I have your email address. I'll gladly write the recipe out for you. Uh, uh, it, but it was it was fantastic, um, and I, in fact, I made so much of it that I'm going to probably be eating some every day for the next for the next ten days. Uh, so you do that. I'll gladly write out um, write out the recipe for you, um, or I would just say take any eggplant recipe and just substitute zucchini for it. Just make sure you slice it the long way, uh, and not the short or the uh, you know the long way, and not the um, the other way. So you get those you know. Little slices. You want the you want long slices, so you kind of you cut it from the side. And I, I mixed uh, 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 zucchini with yellow and yellow squash, uh, so and, and it was it was terrific. So anyhow, you guys you do that. CB and CB reports on the chat board. Northeast Philadelphia. I think the three letter code is PNE. PNE. Yeah. Northeast Philadelphia. Northeast Philadelphia ended up with ten inches of rain. Today. Wow! You remember, Joe? Was wow. it a week? Ago, was it a week ago? Was it a week ago or ten days ago that I said that we're moving into the kind of a pattern where somebody is going to get one of these crazy days where it's going to be like eight and ten inches of rain? There you go, right there. There's Northeast Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia, ending up with the. Uh,
close to a foot of rain. And, you know, that's, yeah. you, you have enough, enough that, moisture in the air. It's going to do it. No, Christina Pedia, Joe Rio, yep. Joe Rio does know how to compose an email. I wasn't telling Joe to compose the email. Bill Rogers is, 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 uh, is going to email me. Uh, I, I don't think I, I don't think Bill is the Bill knows how to compose an email. He already says he's going to ask his wife to do it. So send me an email and I will uh, gladly write out um, uh, write out the uh, the recipe for you or any any recipe of anything I've I've done. Okay. And anybody else that wants says it, it. Bill says it's okay. If okay, I'll work, I'll work on it with my wife. Yes, please do. <laughs> please do. All right, so we'll see everybody tomorrow. Uh, uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow at uh, seven thirty Eastern time, uh, and Wednesday at eight thirty Eastern time, and Thursday back to seven thirty. Okay, so have a uh, have a good night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Night, everybody.